Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Chicago-based jazz and blues vocalist Audrey Fox. She talked to us in late December 2020 about her newest EP, Stone Cold Woman. This artist is unconventional, inspired, and uniquely delightful. Her story is one you should hear. Enjoy. All right, Audrey, thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz today. I appreciate it. Sure, my pleasure. So I have really enjoyed the music that was sent over to me, and... The one thing, I guess, before we really get into the actual artistic material uh, with Stone Cold Woman is it's coming out during a pandemic. Talk to me a little bit about your feelings on the timing and kind of what's going on right now in the world. Yeah, well, that that was a, a challenge because, you know, I mean, we wanted to put it out before, um, but I just wasn't ready to do it. And then, you know, time was passing and it was done and we were in the mix down and uh, then the pandemic took hold. So I wanted to put it out in March, but then that wasn't a good idea because, you know, everything started closing up and there were so many uncertainties. And so we waited, I waited. And then um, I thought, if I don't do it now, like it's never going to get out. So October rolled around and I thought, well, let's just release it. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be able to play a release show that was outdoor that Fitzgerald's in Berwyn, which is, uh, a great, a great club, but I was able to squeeze that in before everything shut down here for the winter. So, um, yeah, it was, it had challenges, um, but we did it and, um, I'm happy that, that it's, that it's out finally. (laughs) Well, talk to me a little bit about what you want the user or fan that actually downloads this album or purchases it physically. What do you want them to feel from what you've created? I'm not sure what I want them to actually feel. I, I want them to enjoy the music, and maybe people will listen to it and, you know, identify with something in the lyric or, um, you know, just in the melody of the song and relate to it in a way that um, is personal enough to play it more than once, maybe. (laughs) Um, You know, that's, I mean, my intention was just to write some unique songs in the jazz genre and bring my own... uh, musical influences to it and I think that's what I accomplished so are you originally from Chicago yeah okay awesome talk to me about growing up in Chicago and kind of how music became your life well you know I grew up in um the Cicero Berwyn area which is you know just on the cusp of Chicago um and uh, well my parents really didn't allow us to listen to much music except for like the oldies station. <laughs> and then they had a record collection. So I used to take their records and listen to it. And there, there wasn't a lot of jazz, but um, I grew up listening to, you know, just the oldies um, and then old country, actually. My parents loved old country. And so I listened to that. And then uh, we had this neighbor, actually. Her name was Helen. She was this older lady, and she played the piano, and she would come over. 
she didn't have much family, but she would come over by us and she'd play the piano and she taught me a few songs. So I guess that was my first introduction. She taught me Secondhand Rose and the Tennessee Waltz. And I was about seven, I would have to say. And I would sing those two songs with her when she came. And um, and then we took her out for dinner once to a restaurant in the neighborhood, and they had a piano there. And my mom's like, go on, sing, sing for everyone. <laughs> and so I did. I was this little seven-year-old girl singing the Tennessee Waltz in Secondhand Rose because <laughs> those were the only two songs I knew. Um, huh. But that was my, you know, kind of introduction to to performing, I think. How did everything kind of take off for you? What did you do as far as, you know, schooling and, and kind of how did the stage really get woven into your life? Well, I actually, I went to Columbia College in Chicago for theater. And I did um, I did theater for years uh, in Chicago. I had a company called uh, Pilsen Theater, um, the Pilsen Theater Company in Chicago. We did a bunch of kind of underground stuff and um and then one day I said I, I just want to sing in a jazz band. I I just want to do it. So I I um so I did. Um I started singing blues though uh at kind of like in my twenties, um with like a friend's band and that was a lot of fun. But um but then I started singing uh, jazz when I uh, discovered Billie Holiday, and I liked a lot of her stuff. Kind of like identified with it, with it, and it was really kind of simple. It it seems simple to sing. I don't have a jazz degree or um, you know jazz education background, so it's kind of like listening to jazz was kind of like my intro to it. And um, and then I would just kind of imitate these artists that I really liked. And um, I got a gig at a club on the north side, Fly Me to the Moon. Was, uh, I think that's uh, Lincoln Park area in Chicago. And I sang there for a couple years, actually. And... Um, that's pretty much how I got my start in jazz. What about mentors? Who were big influences on the way that you approached music and the stage? My approach to performance on the stage would have to be credited to uh, my director, actually in high school at Morton East um, Auditorium. Uh, Tom Rusnak was a, a wonderful director. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of musicals there and you know he kind of taught me how to command the stage and and the lighting and you know um stage presence and kind of to experiment and be a little bit fearless out there on the stage so it's kind of like i love being on stage and i love performing um live it's so much fun as far as like early influences, you've already talked about that, but what was the first live show that you saw that you thought, wow, this is wonderful. This is something that I can see myself doing. I think one of my, one of my favorite um, shows that I've ever been to was Kurt Elling. I went to a Kurt Elling show and I thought, and I was so moved. I don't know if you, have you ever seen Kurt Elling live? No, I always hear wonderful things. 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, he has so much command and over his voice, and he uses it in a way that kind of brings everyone to the moment. You could hear a pin drop in the club, and I saw him at the Green Mill a couple times. I've, well, I've seen him many places, but um, at the Green Mill, you know, everyone's drinking, everyone's talking, but when he comes on stage, you, you, no one says anything. Everyone wants to hear every single syllable and consonant that he sings, and it's just, it's amazing. And I was so moved by his performance because, you know, it's, he, he brings this communal, he comes from a, a religious background. Um, his father was a, um, uh, pastor and, and it seems like, it's almost like you're at church in a way because you kind of, you, he moves you so deeply, um, with his, the way he sings and his vocal leads and it's just, it's pretty amazing. So I thought, yeah, well, I want to do that. I, I think I can do that. I mean, not, not to that level. I mean, he's just like, he's, he's a living legend as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but yeah. I thought I can, you know, I can sing and, um, I can, you know, emote emotion and, and get people interested and, and, um, get kind of lost in the sentiment of the song. I think that's why I kind of am so attracted to jazz because I kind of, I, I love the whole nostalgic, um, atmosphere that it creates. What do you like the best about being a performer, about being a musician? What is it that you look forward to the most with it? I, I just love to, to sing and actually have those moments where everyone's connected, the musicians are connected on stage, and um, everyone in the audience is connected. It's kind of a communal thing. I think I look forward to those moments the most. Uh, we used to play club, that club, um, in Chicago, we, I mean, everyone just got up and started dancing at some point. You know, some nights were so-so, but then there were these magical moments where, uh, you know, everyone is just, like, paying attention and listening. And, you know, by the end of the set, you know, it's just there's electricity. I think those moments are uh, what I what I look forward to the most. And I just love holding a microphone and singing into it. I just love the sound of, of you know, the amplified voice or even just singing with a, another instrument. It's just kind of like um, the guitar sings and I sing along, kind of. It's just part of, it's just what I want to do when I hear, when I hear a guitar or hear a, a piano. I just want to complement it. I just want to be part of it. So if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see a show, a performance. Who would you go see? Where would you go? Right now, I'm really digging uh, Sydney Bichette. So I'd probably go. I'd probably go back to into the the fifties when he was in Paris, the early fifties, and and watch some of those shows because, I mean, it, it's just amazing how how he plays. He's real powerful, um, and but he has a certain kind of like mystique about him, kind of dreamy. I like to dream about those times, and uh, so I would do that. I would go to Kansas City, actually, um, you know, back back when uh, 
King Pleasure. I would I would go see King Pleasure for sure. He's he's one of the ones I would definitely see. He's amazing. Right on. So when we do get back to live music, you're on the stage, we're in the crowd. What do you hope we realize about this absence of live music, this time away from the live environment? Oh man, it's so important. Like I I always knew that live live music and theater, I mean, all of that is is important. But it this really, really made me uh appreciate it even more. I think it's so important to have a community of people together in one place enjoying art, participating in the art. Um I think it's such an important part of society today, especially, you know, the way um the way all all the kids are being schooled right now on the internet. Everyone's online, you know, everyone's online at work, everyone's online at school. So there's and there's exchanges, but it's not it's different, you know, it's different than being in an audience in that room and you hear something happen and you see something happen and you're a part of that. And I think that's important for 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 society. And I, I think that that's kind of what I'm appreciating more about it now. Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fan base, but you're living your life. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> that's a good question. Why are you why are you asking me so many like difficult ones? Um <laughs> Um, I like to get to the essence. Who do you think you are? Well, you know, as an artist, well, I think I'm an artist, first of all. And I think that, I think that most everyone has a tiny artist inside of them. And it just takes certain things to bring it out of them. And I think I've been on the pursuit to find just what that is within myself and bring it out. And I'm an artist on so many different levels. I mean, I decorated my Christmas tree (laughs) this week, and it's beautiful, but it took me a while. And I stood back and I looked at it, and I I wanted to find the balance and the ornaments. And and I think that's um, part of, you know, what I do – as an artist in my music as well. You know, I try to find, I take all of these elements that are, that are me, all my influences, whether it be, you know, John Prine or Susan Tedeschi and, you know, country, old country and, and uh, new jazz or, you know, Sarah Vaughan and, you know, all these different um, experiences that I've had and even, you know, rock and roll and bring it together in a way that is uniquely my own expression because, you know, everyone only has themselves and that's all we can bring forward. And I think my goal, at least, is to bring my expression forward to its fullest potential so that, you know, I can just kind of like give something of who I am to the world while I'm living in it. Yeah, it did. Totally. That was a great way. It was a great way. That was my final question. I saved the hardest for last. Thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz. Good luck with the album and stay safe out there in the world. 
Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I love your show, actually. I've, I've listened to quite a few interviews now, and it's inspired me. So thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest singers and players in Chicago, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Audrey for her time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. I like you much too much. You better go now. Neon Jazz.